Las. Hi. 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 Should we say our names when we do this? Sure. Does that make sense? I mean, why not? Okay, hi, Yasmin. Hi, Caitlin. Wait, should I just maybe say Kate? I don't care. Hi, Caitlin. Stamus Nicandros. I mean, only my mom calls me Caitlin, but go ahead. Hello, Caitlin <laughs> Stamus Nicandros. <laughs> I'm Yasmin Ama Owusu. Hello, Yasmin Owusu. Ama. Ama. Yeah. Sorry. Ghana name. Um, hey. Hi. What's going on? Nothing. Drinking at your house. What yeah. have you been up to? Uh, me too. Drinking at your house? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start it. Start the metaphysing? Yes. The topic is being a big liar, being a liar pants, lying, webs of lies, and... Being liars, liars. Let's talk about lies. Lies, lies and liars. I don't have like lies. a succinct sentence for that because I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Being yeah. a motherfucking liar. I feel There's like everyone's known Franken, Franken book of like lies and the lying liars that tell them. This is what this is about. Yes. Not political. So, I've noticed on our programs of reality TV that this tends to happen. There's always like a season or two arc. In like Orange County, Beverly Hills, the like Real Housewives, Vanderpump, Vanderpump Rules, like yeah, the reality that we watch. Um, there's always like two seasons where someone's just like lying their face off, and that's the center of everything. And I just never understood it because everyone knows that they're being a liar, poopy pants, and being filmed, and they're also on TV. And I just don't understand, like, what's going on in their brains. And a lot of the times, these people, when they even get caught in their lies, <clears throat> Vicky Gunvalson, um, they still play this thing to this day where they're like, well, I just had no idea what was really going on. So I'm well, not taking the any responsibility. deflection starts. Yes. Just don't really get it. So, yeah, the examples would be Vicky Gunvalson and Brooks faking cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, Jax. Just being a sociopath and lying about everything when it suits him. <laughs> Jackson Vanderpump rules. Can I throw you a curveball? Phaedra lying about her pregnancy trimester. Like that was mm-hmm. an early on one. You might not remember it. It was like maybe season one of Atlanta. Like Phaedra kept saying or staying very oh, vague oh. about how pregnant she was. Yes. Because she got pregnant before she got married. That was hilarious. NBD, but apparently for the Southern Bell, it was like BD. Um, yeah, like stuff like that is like public record and like people are going to find out. So I just I don't understand, especially even like a public platform, why you would even open yourself up to that. Yeah. Kind of scrutiny. Well, in the in a more recent example would be like Lisa Rinna on Beverly Hills just going rampant with just literally saying one thing to one person and just denying it to the other person while they're on camera. So what she has been saying is that like Kyle Richardson, who is another cast member, uh, is an enabler of her sister who is an alcoholic and maybe other things. Um, And 
Yeah, she sort of has abjectly denied saying the things that she has said on camera. Like, on camera, she's been filmed saying them. And she's like, no, I don't remember saying that. And, like, being filmed probably, like, the week prior. Like, we know that we're all going to watch this. And you're all going to go to reunion. They're going to, like, Andy Cohen and his, like, endless shadiness is going to play back this clip of you saying this verbatim. And I don't believe for a second you don't remember you said it. Like... So I feel like like Vicky and Jax and, and and Co, when they lie, they're trying to like, just like cover up things and like push them under the rug. Like, oh, this never really happened. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to like keep telling lies until everyone just like fucks off. But when Lisa Rinna does it on this season, I feel like she's either just completely unaware or she's doing it on purpose because I have my own theories about her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jax lies like children lie to get out of trouble to not have to deal with consequences that i relate to a little bit more like i always say to like people who know me like i have not felt the need to lie in adulthood (laughs) like (laughs) i think when you're a kid you you lie because like you want to just do stuff you're not allowed to do like i don't want to do whatever the hell i want because i'm an adult and i pay my own bills and like please anyone if they want to call in and say that they help me out financially and they have any say in what i do please let me know but i think that probably that is not the case i take care of myself and so i can do whatever i want so what the hell would i ever lie about right but kids are constantly feeling like they don't get to do exactly what they want when they want. And they also still want the support of people around them and not to have consequences that are bad. So they lie for that reason. I lied here and there when I was a kid. and Like, no, I didn't eat this candy. No, I didn't do this thing. I don't understand adults who, like, tell big lies. Right? Um, well, the way Jax does it is essentially like a little kid thing where he's just like, he wants to do what he wants but not have the consequences and just like tell people things they want to hear. I mean, like he Mm -hmm. freely admitted to it when it actually became a benefit for him in the end, like getting a girl pregnant in Vegas and like fucking Kristen. Yeah. I think when someone actually sits Jax down, they're like, it's actually just going to be better if you admit this. He's like, okay, so that means I'm not going to lose anything. I'm not going to lose a friend, a girlfriend, a trip, a job. Of course, he'll admit it. He's not committed to lying. I don't think he's a compulsive liar in that way. I don't think he lies for the high of lying. The same way people steal for need and then people steal because they're like kleptomaniacs. I don't think he's a liomaniac. I think he just lies situationally to do what he wants. Um, and I, he is a kleptomaniac. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> now that shit he does just for a high and a, a shit and a giggle. But uh, yeah, like I... I could be inclined to lie. I'm not saying I'm absolved of lying. I think if I was in a situation in an adult way where like this was going to affect my survival in some way or like I would not get an opportunity, I might, like if I had to like write a resume, maybe I would lie, you know? (laughs) Embellish. I don't think I would need to anymore, but I might say that I had more experience to get a better opportunity because I thought I was capable. Sure, I would tell that kind of lie. But I don't understand these people that just like... Well, that's why I don't understand Lisa, how like... Well, Lisa Renna on Beverly Hills, when she just like flat out says things and denies them and acts like, I just don't understand how I get myself into this mess. She knows what the fuck she's doing. She's trying to stay relevant on a show and keep getting that paycheck. Lisa Renna is... 
always trying to just be in the mix. She is not about to be turned into like a Camille that is like Camille Grammer, who's like a secondary cast member who like just gets paid to show up at a party here and there, but like isn't like holding a, a peach or an apple or whatever it may be in The Real Housewives. Like she's not going to let that happen. It's very like Brandy Glanville in that way. Like Brandy was always setting fires, so she was always in the mix. I mm-hmm. think she was savvy about that. She knew she just went a little bit too far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't believe that Lisa is even believing the things she's saying. I don't think that she thinks Kim is close to death. No. The lie that she told was that she never said that she thought that Kyle's alcohol addicted sister was on her last leg and that kyle's the enabler and kyle enables her Some, and everyone like, thinks she's close to death wretched she did say shit. that pretty pretty low down and dirty she did say it i think she said it to a new cast member so it could be kind of a storyline totally. i don't think she really believed it i don't think she could stand behind it and that's why she just said she never said it we also just saw portia do the same thing where she Portia on Real Housewives of Atlanta straight up said, Candy is a lesbian. <laughs> Candy, like, gets down with girls, has a fucking sex dungeon. All kinds of <laughs> crazy shit. And when at a round table, Candy is like, hey, I have an adult toy line. I put my shit out there. I've hooked up with girls. I've hooked up with you. <laughs> I- Candy's not a liar. Portia is just saying shit. Now Portia's like, who said that about Candy? Who said that? She's looking around to find the person who said it when she knows it's fucking her. Like, you said that because you're just trying to, like, throw her under the bus. But, like, she puts her shit out there and, like, you're cagey. Like, Portia's a sketchy, sketchy character. She's had weird boyfriends that she has, like, debuts of showing them they disappear. Yeah, you're calling other people out because you're actually not open with like your life and you should not have called candy out on being like a a lesbian or right? a up with girls it's like these like you these have skeletons in your closet people they want to only be so open but it doesn't make any fucking sense because they're literally on tv to be open and it's just like such a reoccurring theme where like they try to just like have the door cracked open it's like no open that door mm-hmm. we see everything or not. Question. What's that? Have you ever known someone who's a big fat liar? Liar pants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have known a compulsive liar. I worked at a job at a cupcake bakery place when I was like in my early 20s. And I encountered this girl. <laughs> we'll call her like Rory. Um, who she made a web of lies. A, a web. web of lies. We were maybe a 20-person staff. All 20 of us had a different idea of where this woman worked, where she lived, where she worked other than the yeah. job we worked together, where she lived, if she was single, if she had a boyfriend, if she was an, everything that you were doing, she was me too. Like, I was like trying to kind of maybe still be an artist back then. She was like, I could give you an easel. I'm like, great. <laughs> fantastic every day for a month i'm like where's the easel she's like oh yeah oh my god like something happened like very good at thinking on the feet about like oh yeah something just happened with like the storage space like it was very elaborate so i believed it for a while but at some point it 
you just it, something does click in your head where yeah. you're like this person will always have an answer for everything yeah um and maybe because they live in constant anxiety of like being asked these questions because they know they promise things they can't deliver um i think a culmination of realizing that she was a big fat liar there are two one was i mean she lied in many ways she was also stealing from the restaurant like she was a thief um she asked for time off and it turned out that she was just at home um when she said that she was out of town lots of like things that but the biggest things that happened were we had a company party um and it was in williamsburg and she had told 20 percent of us that she lived there <laughs> a lot of other people thought she lived in the Upper East Side, on the Upper West Side, some of them in Bushwick. If you're not from New York, these are just neighborhoods that are nowhere near each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you doubtfully live in all of them. They're all very expensive. Um, she said she lived everywhere. To some of us, they, we thought she lived right there. So, like, we were done with this event. I think it was bowling or something. Um, and we're like, okay, so, Rachel, like, you live here. We're all going to, like, maybe get on the subway and, like, either go back deeper into South Brooklyn or like into the city. Some people lived in the city and she was like, yeah, okay. And bye. Like then we all went down to the L train and the train took an ordinarily long time to come. I mean like 45 minutes, mm -hmm. way long. We see this little lady come down the stairs. I don't know what street she waited on for all of us to be gone for 45 minutes before she felt safe to go back where she actually lived. None of us said a word because I think we already had these feelings that she was kind of a liar and we all were kind of like agog watching her like <laughs> walk down these stairs and we're like, is she going to go to the Manhattan side or the further into Bushwick side? She went into the further into Bushwick side on the opposite track. None of us said a word to her or called her out. She got on this little train and left. She had told us all she was going to walk home and her house was five minutes away. Fucking Why? Why? That's the question. All of this. No good reason. Here I'm going home to, what is it? N none of us are living in, in cool William Williamsburg. I'm going home to like Bed-Stuy at this time. My coworker is going home to the Bronx. Another is going home to like Bushwick, like all over the place. This woman, for some reason, told people that she lived here. I don't know why. And now she's got to like stick to her guns and like not let the mask down for some fucking... That's crazy. Why is she not afraid of getting caught? Yeah. She told 20 people, I think not 20 different lies, but like maybe like 12 different lies. She doesn't think we talk to each other. Like it's just yeah. sloppy at this point, right? Like you think we're not going to work together and be like, wait, but Rachel said she lived in the library. She said to you that she lives in Bushwick. She said to you that she has... A house in the Hamptons? Like, oh, geez. It was insane. I, I think that's an impulse control problem. Yeah, like she wants to relate so badly or something. She doesn't think about that it. That she just says like, yeah, me too. Like that's like her way of making friends and she knows that she's lying and she knows yes, she has to compensate for it at some point by like sitting on the street for 45 minutes waiting for everyone to leave. It's so sad, really. Like I don't understand why you would like do that to yourself. Like I don't have an answer for it. Um, I have the other story, but I think that I've talked long enough. I'll go back <laughs> to it. Like, have you ever known someone who is like a crazy liar pants, liar face? A super liar, liar pants on fire person I've known was also at a job at one point. Um, they would just lie 
not to be like compulsive and relatey, maybe like your example or like any of the housewives examples, obviously, because they're all just like mm-hmm. out there. But in a way where they would just try to frame things in a way in their mind that would make them feel better about what they're doing. And it took me a long time to fucking catch on. But they would just always say that it was busy when it wasn't. They would always say that they were working really hard when they weren't. They were always saying that like things were going wrong around them when they were the catalyst of why everything is going wrong around them. It was like they were lying to themselves, but also lying to all of us because we all we all see what's happening. So it's trying to get away with shit. Right. It's like trying like to me, it's like this person's trying to get away with stuff and they're trying to just like be lazy and not do anything and just like skate by in their job. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it a little harder and I've also gotten into confrontations with this person like a long time ago and like talked to them about it, like trying to figure it out. And it just ended up being this thing where I saw them also like lying to themselves. And it's like the story that they're telling themselves, like, no, I am like always just like doing my best and trying my hardest and just things aren't going my way. Mm-hmm. Things aren't being handed to me. Why not? Yeah, it, it sounds familiar. I do feel like people have this measure of like what their expectation is of themselves with how they like work or deal with other people. And like they think it's justifiable so they don't think the story around it matters. Mm-hmm. So like if you actually don't think it's your job to like make sure that you set the next person up for like their shift, you don't actually in your heart, your soul, you don't think it's really your job to do that. You're just going to tell a bunch of lies about why you didn't do it rather than just say, I don't think it's my job Yeah, to like actually facilitate the rest of your shift to the point though where not only are they just like lying to me and like their coworkers, but they're lying to themselves and they fully believe mm-hmm. they've done everything they could they were just too stressed out too overwhelmed like they just didn't have time and it's like that's all bullshit you made a distinct decision that you were just not going to do this. And right. now you're filling in the gaps of why you didn't do like that. You, you made a good point earlier in our private conversation where like certain things are just like decisions you make. Mm-hmm. And these lies are decisions you make. Yeah, They're not things that happen to you. They're not things that just like you get yourself caught up in. It's like, no, you, you create this. It's not collateral. I think you deal with the collateral damage of your decisions. Yeah. Like, I think they sort of decided that they were going to say, fuck my job and fuck the next person that works. And then when they actually have to, like, look you in the face and explain why, they don't have real reasons that they've thought through. Yeah. So they have to just say bullshit reasons. Yeah. I've had that as it, thrown in my face millions of times. I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's bullshit. But they're also lying to themselves, though, because, like, say I've had this happen at, like, many jobs. I'm sure you can corroborate this because we've worked together before. But, like, someone you see someone not setting themselves up for a busy shift. Mm-hmm. And then they get creamed and they weren't set up for it. And instead of blaming themselves or just being like, oh, next time, you know, I'm going to make sure I have everything prepped just in case this fucking happens again so my shift goes smoothly they instead just like blame 
everything else around them and just like create this like false story in their brain to not only like compensate for you being mad at them, but Mm -hmm. to also like compensate for maybe them being mad at themselves. Yeah. Because they didn't do a good job. Yeah. I agree. I have. Yes, we have seen that together. And like, I definitely feel like I have heard a lot of excuses. I've also had not good days. I've had days where like either I'm like super tired. Hungover. Or I'm hungover. Or like I've worked too many days in a row. Or I feel like I keep setting people up and they're not setting me up. And mm-hmm. like, I just am feeling a type of way. <laughs> a bitch is feeling a type of way. And like, I'm just like honest about it. I'm always honest about it. I'm like, I just on a Tuesday... I can't with this. I'm just going to go through my shift and make sure that I do my job that I'm paid for. And this is my level right now. If there's a one to 10, I'm seven. That's where I am. I just say that, but I just feel like it's always people who are trying to act like they're 10 all the time who do this bullshit. Yeah. And could you imagine these people like in a reality TV setting though, like say your example and my example, like for some reason we're on like either their own show or just a sideliner in a show, they would so easily become like a Jax or a Vicky, which is like the myriad of lies that they tell. They'd be called out on it. It's, and it, I don't know, it just like, it makes me feel a little bit bad for maybe the Vickies of reality TV a little bit, but. I always feel a little bit bad for someone who is reeling and trying to like, justify their bad behavior there's always a like a little bit of compassion because i'm like why do you not my thought process especially around like work is like why do you not expect enough of yourself to do better than this Mm -hmm. than to just like not put in the effort come up short and then have to lie about it like i just feel like if you had more pride in yourself and what you do you wouldn't have to scramble and lie you would just do what you're supposed to do and i think that is just having a little bit more maturity wherewithal and self-esteem and i think it is a lacking in that area it's a little bit of lacking in discipline so all of that stuff doesn't come easy i think it's been a process for me i have a bit of patience for it i don't fucking pin everyone to the wall who does this yeah. But I am a little bit like, oh, my God, why do you feel the need to lie? You're 40. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I like I saying like I don't ever want to. I fucking hate confrontation. And I don't ever want to like call someone out or make someone feel bad for like something they might not notice that they're doing. But geez, like when you're going to just like make shit up and tell lies to comfort yourself, I don't know. Like, like, I feel bad to, like, break your facade, but... Like, break down, like, why you don't really lie. Um, so why Not don't to put I you on really the spot. lie? Like, be as abstract as you need to be, because I know I just, like, <laughs> threw something at you. Threw like, it at what me. What are your reasons why you don't just, like, tell people what they need um, to hear and, like, make shit up? I feel like it's way harder to lie. Like, I feel like it's way harder to just, like, make shit up and, like, keep track of that. I mean, also on top of just, like, you know, like, your social, like, your karma inside yourself that, like, you just feel, like, maybe bad for doing things, like, empathy. That's what that's called. Um, 
yeah, on top of the empathy, it's just like I don't know. It's hard. Why would you want to do that? I feel like it's like it's like mental singing because I so relate. I feel like you're creating a chore for yourself. It's like mental gymnastics to an extent. It's like you got to like keep a fucking notebook on all this shit now and. Uh, nobody got like where what are you even living in what world are you even living in which where you're lying to yourself to like keep up this face to yourself like what's the end goal i, I always bring up my dad because like i don't know just a great influence in my life but like every time i would like when i was a kid i told you the last time i used to lie was when i was a kid <laughs> he would always be like who are you cheating who are you lying to when you say you don't do your homework, you're cheating yourself. Oh, You're not learning. You're getting an F. I'm not getting an F. I'm fine. I have a great job. And like, he was funny. He would say it like that. It's like, oh, wow. I got a job. Like, I have a bunch of money. You have no money. Like, what are you going to do with that? Good luck with your lie. Like, and that really resonated for me. It's like, when you lie, you're just creating a job for yourself to keep all these like juggling balls in the air. You're creating situations where like you're going to have to think on your feet in this way that causes you anxiety you're not doing yourself a service but you're also keeping yourself in a box like you're keep like to what your dad mentioned like you're just keeping yourself comfortable where you already are because you don't want to change as a person yeah i feel like oh wow i'm gonna get existential here but i feel like the core of why people (laughs) yeah i feel like the core of why a lot of people lie outside of like lisa renna um is because something in their outside life is requiring them to change or just make accommodations for things that they're not comfortable with right now something's requiring something is requiring them to change Mm -hmm. on the outside and they don't want to so they're just gonna make some shit up yeah. To keep themselves in their comfort zone and never have to grow and Yeah, change. it's like protecting this world that, like, is kind of collapsing yes. around them. It's like your current state is just under attack by situations. Like, mm-hmm. you are dating this person that is fracturing your – in Vicky's case, it's fracturing your family – it's very clear this person is erratic. They're not stable. They're not able to like be in a relationship to sustain you. So if you just create an alternate reality, mm-hmm. it justifies this person. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into politics, but I also feel like that sort of double speak happens in politics too. It's like if you don't have a good handle on what you're actually going to do as a politician, you can just start talking a bunch of crap because it distracts well yeah i mean not everyone has the wherewithal to be so like um like focus on what they're talking about to not get distracted and realize when someone's doing that to them Mm -hmm. i know whenever i've called out people for just their bullshit it always comes back usually to me in their argument being like why do you hate me? Why is everyone attacking me? Why am I terrible? What have I done wrong? You're like, it wait, becomes we were this talking like, about like gun control. Pity party How do we thing. Get here? <laughs> becomes this pity party thing when really it's just like my issue with whatever person I'm talking to is very small and I'm just trying to figure out why you're like not telling the truth about something. And then it becomes this thing where I hate you and it becomes this thing where like... Uh, I've <sighs> definitely gotten myself to a point in talking to somebody and like, just 
I don't know if it's a political conversation or like a social conversation, something like it's a very specific conversation where it just becomes very personal because someone doesn't have an actual argument about what we're talking about. So it becomes you're calling me dumb. You're saying that I'm uneducated. You're belittling me. And I'm like, I know I'm still talking right? about gun control. And like it's like that can happen if you're able to get spun around I don't think at this phase in life I'm able to get spun around. I know what I'm talking about at all times or I do not engage. Yeah. So like you're not going to convince me that I'm talking about you as a, as a human being. I'm not going to you're not going to convince me that I'm insulting you as a human being. Oh yeah. Because I never say one thing about the person I'm arguing with ever. I'm so terrible with confrontation like it makes me so anxious that like I'm so hyper aware of everything I'm doing and saying for like a a week or so before I even confront someone about something that's bothering me about mm-hmm. like them telling lies and just not being truthful. I'm trying to maybe beat around the bush with them, like trying to maybe bring it out of them in a different way instead of just being outright confrontational. Yeah. And then I become outright confrontational being like, this is the only way for me to get a point across to this person being like, hey, why do you do these things that you do? I see what you're doing. Can you stop? Or like, maybe do you want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. And it's so weird when those walls come down and it just, you know, you're attacking them. Yeah. I, I think it's important to come into any confrontation or like even conversation with like, a purpose and like a statement of like what you hope to accomplish. Right. And I think when I do engage in like a political conversation or like a difficult conversation in any way, I come into it with a purpose. I don't take personal shots. I never take personal shots. I never say you are this. Oh, yeah. And if you look through my comments on Facebook, my comments on Instagram, what I say out loud, I never say you are this. So when someone actually tries to throw me that I said something about them or made them feel a certain way, I'm like, I am sorry you feel that way based on things I said, but I did not say that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, And now that we're verging on talking about anxieties, can we please get the fuck out of here? Can we please? Let's please. Fuck. Let's just please. So making the fuck out moment is when I've been seeing on my social media at least, maybe your social media you've been seeing this. I feel like people overuse the term hustle and hack. The two H words that bug me the most, hustle and hack. I feel like someone reads an email and they're like, I hustled today. I feel like someone puts their hair in a ponytail with a hair tie and they're like, I hacked this elastic band. And it makes me want to scream. For the hustle, for relating to that, the meme that sticks out most in my mind is the one that says, uh, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. And it just makes me internal rage so hard because, I mean, not everyone had the father that Beyonce had. So not everyone's going to have the fucking like same drive she had, I guess. Nor does anyone, everyone want to. Right. I don't want to do what Beyonce does. I don't want to do what if Beyonce does. If you made does. me wake up and do her like... Uh, Appearances, I would shoot myself in the head. But I don't want to like, be Beyonce. But just like taking Beyonce and just like trying to like compare yourself to her, being like, I had the same amount of hours in the day as her. Why am I not making lemonade? And it's like, because you don't want to. I don't know. At a certain point, what what makes me so angry is that it's so detrimental. 
detrimental, like this um, popularization of just hustling and how that's like the norm and like this uh, hustle competition. I feel like whenever mm-hmm. I see these posts, it's kind of like um, making a point to be like, see, I worked today. I haven't slept in 48 hours and I forgot to eat earlier and I'm, I haven't peed yet and I'm not taking care of myself, but like I'm hustling and I'm working. So I'm better than you. That's what I hear when I say, that's when I, that's what I hear when people say that. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. I don't like, I don't like the perpetuation of just like nonstop working. And that's why I hate the word. And hustle. lack of self care. No, yes. I agree. And it's like, God bless Beyonce. If that's like, what's like driving her and like fulfilling her life. But like, I have no desire to live like she lives. I have no desire to live on the road and be on a plane all the time and, like, I don't know, tour. I have no desire. So, like, if someone's like, you have this many hours to do this, I'm like, yeah, and I spend them beautifully doing things I want to do. <laughs> I have as many hours she spends them the way she wants to spend them. I spend the way I do, like, and I'm very happy for it. I, If you gave me her life, I would shoot myself in the head. Do you understand? Like, oh, people God. are different. I don't want her life. I would rather die. Yeah, I feel like the epidemic of the hustle is that people see like these very few scattered people who have like however many hundreds of thousands of followers on like Instagram or Snapchat or whatever the fuck doing these aspirational things. And they're like, well, if they have time to do that, then so can I. And then it just becomes this like weird rat race. Oh no, I hate it. I hate the overuse of the word hustle. Side note. I also hate the word hack, but like Every, life hacks. Like life hacks. I hacked I this. life hacked my dishes by putting them in the dishwasher. Uh, now they're clean. Life hack. Like, everyone stop. Not everything is a life hack. Oh, my God. I, I Life ugh. doesn't need to be hacked. Like, like life, this sounds corny, but it just needs to be, like, lived and honestly. Like, it goes back into lying. I think when you talk about <laughs> hacking, you're saying you're cheating. Like, yeah. You're cheating life. You don't have to cheat life. You just have to, like, honestly just do what feels right. And, like, I don't know. I feel like life hacks started out very innocently where it's like, oh, you can use, like, you know, a paper towel holder is like a kaleidoscope. Life hack. And it's like, cool, like reusing something that I was going to throw out. That is kind of a hack, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, this whole thing where it's like, oh, my dog's really uh, energetic. I walked him and now he's not. Life hack. That's what I feel like it's become. And everyone needs to stop. Oh, same you don't thing, like the convolution of Right. It, like, and then the same thing with like anything. hustle where it's just kind of like, I just did a normal fucking day. And but everyone has to make it seem like they're hustling towards something. Yeah, I'm on my hustle. Uh, I'm not hustling. Uh, just uh, yeah. not everyone is, and that's fine. It's fine. Everyone, calm down. No, not everyone needs to hustle. And that's that's my get the fuck out of here moment. Stop hustling for a get second. Get the fuck out of here. I'm the anti-hustle. Play so some video games I'm with you. and get the fuck out of here. What's yours? <laughs> Maybe I should just like keep it in like the internet realm and like things people say and just talk about blah, 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 shaming, 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 fat shaming, age shaming. <laughs> like, what are the other ones? There's so many shaming. Fat, fat, age, um, carpet, slut, <laughs> slut. <laughs> Growing up, when people said shitty things, you said they were saying shitty things. 
you know? I think when you give it a name, it gives it sort of a platform. Like, and you're also sort of calling someone a name in tandem, right? Like when you say that, if you point at a person at a beach that you consider to be overweight and you just say something nasty and someone says you're fat shaming them, maybe this person didn't call this person fat yet. You're saying that word. You're introducing the word fat into the situation. Like maybe they're just like, hey, that bathing suit looks like shit on you. And like, you're like, stop fat shaming that girl. You just call that girl fat by saying fat shaming. Like maybe just don't even fucking say that word. Like, and slut too. It's like, why are we saying slut? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you like see if a someone girl- shows too much cleavage and someone is like, oh, like that woman just showing it off. No one has said slut yet. Until you say the words <laughs> slut shaming. Like, maybe just don't do that. Like, don't add fucking fuel to fire by saying, like, slut. Like, it's problematic to me just because I think if you normalize these terms, it makes it a thing. Like, I don't think that we should give a name to fat shaming. I think we should just call people who say nasty things about people assholes, call them out, tell them to stop doing yeah. it. Yeah. Don't call it a movement. Yeah, like, ver- versus like giving a name to like whatever shame that person's feeling. Give a name to like that person being a douche. Like that that guy's that guy that person they suck. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you say like I mean I know a lot of people are more comfortable with like body shaming for example like because whatever body you have is fine and people shaming you for your body but like just making it a phenomenon where. If you pick at somebody, like, physically, that that is actually something that, like, we have a name for, it gives them a community, almost, of people who do this. Mm -hmm. You just saying it like it's a phenomenon is like, well, I mean, that person could rest on the fact that lots of people do this, right? Because, like, there's a name for it. Don't give it credence. Deal with this person head on and just be like, you can't say that shit. You're gross. Don't say, like, don't be a fat shamer. That right. gives them a built-in community of people who do this <laughs> on a daily basis. And, like, there's fucking uh, security in numbers, you know? Hmm. Just deal with people one-on-one, head-on with what they're saying. Deal with their rhetoric in a specific and, like, case-specific way. Yeah. People get very used to terms, you know? The more you throw them around, the more they become more commonplace. Yeah. If you keep saying slut shame, slut shame, slut shame, like, it's okay to say slut. Like, stop saying slut shame so much. You're saying the word slut a lot when you say that. And I don't say slut my daily, day-to-day, do you? Like, no. (laughs) Let's not say slut this much. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I got adrenaline. Adrenaline. Uh, we need to make ourselves new drinks. We're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. We also need to eat. But, Kate um, wants to spell an email. Go. I need to spell the email. <laughs> <laughs> email us if you have any suggestions of things you want to like hear us talk about. Um, we're just kind of going off of things that we come up with. So if you have a suggestion, anyone who listens, that'd be fucking awesome. We'd love to maybe consider it or throw it out. Who knows? Uh, so it's metaphys at gmail.com. H-I-M-E-T-A-F-I-Z at gmail. And then, of course, the lovely music made by Charlie Kessenick. 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 Just say it angrily with a hard K. Kessenick. Kessenick. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. All right. Bye. Symmetry music with 
to ease. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Metaphys. Bye, Metaphys. Bye. Bye forever. Mm. No, I'm kidding. Mm. <laughs> Till next week. <laughs>